0: Coming up on Philosophy Talk,
1: we'll look at the works of W.E.B.
0: Du Bois,
1: author of The Souls of Black Folk. The Negro is a sort of seventh son, born with a veil and gifted with second sight in this American world. It is a peculiar sensation, this double consciousness, this sense of always looking at oneself through the eyes of others. To me, one of the interesting things about Du Bois is that he constantly attended to complexities and nuance.
0: Our guest is Lucius Outlaw.
1: I'm a graduate of Fisk University, so my encounter with Du Bois was pretty profound. And the lead-off epigraph for my dissertation is really from the Souls of Black Folk, and this is that segment that speaks about, you know, double consciousness. So
0: he had quite an impact on me.
1: The legacy of W.E.B. Du Bois, coming up on Philosophy Talk,
0: after the news...
1: Welcome to Philosophy Talk, the program that questions everything. Everything except your intelligence. I'm John Perry. And I'm Ken Taylor. We're coming to you, as always, from the studios of 91.7 KALW Local Innovative
0: Public Radio for San Francisco. Continuing conversations that begin at Philosopher's Corner on the Stanford campus. An oasis of
1: thought. And from that oasis of thought, it migrates to this oasis of the radio. And from here, it migrates to the Internet via our blog, the blog.philosophytalk.org. And now, you can join. we've joined the podcast revolution. If you go to our webpage and click on the links there, it'll take you to our podcast.
0: So, Ken, today we're talking about W.E.B. Du Bois, a great man. He was born just after the Civil War in 1868 and uh, died just before Martin Luther King's great speech in 1963. When I think about Du Bois, I've read... uh, several of his books and studied him over the years, but when I was growing up in Lincoln, Nebraska, a a town named after the great emancipator, a town a good 80 miles north of the Mason-Dixon line, a town that was legally integrated, unlike the towns down in Kansas at that time, we never heard of Du Bois. We heard about George Washington Carver and the peanut, we heard about uh, Booker T. Washington and up from slavery, but I don't think I heard the name Du Bois mentioned until I was in college.
1: Well, that's that's kind of interesting. Maybe that was because in Lincoln, I mean, Du Bois was a intense analyst and social critic of the situation of black people in America. Maybe they just couldn't stomach his message in Lincoln. Maybe they just didn't want to. Maybe they preferred that accommodationist message of, of uh, Booker T. Washington. But I do have to say that... You know, Du Bois really was a highly consequential intellectual. And he did it mostly through his writings, but... You know, and he kind of was the founding generations of black thinkers and writers were in deeply influenced by Du Bois, and they keep returning to him. But I do have to say that philosophy, our discipline, for a long time didn't pay much attention to Du Bois. That's partly because the things he was really deeply gripped about race, culture, identity philosophers in the 20th century, except for like the pragmatists and some people now, weren't paying much attention to that stuff. And then when we started paying attention to that, we said, Wow. Look at this. these writings of Du Bois.
0: And I think philosophically, Du Bois is an important figure, even apart from his effect on the black consciousness and the Harlem Renaissance and all, all those great things. Uh, he was kind of a figure that fits between Emerson and the transcendentalists, where I think uh, he got the seeds of his concept of double consciousness. And... American pragmatists like uh, Mead, who who developed this kind of the the I versus the me, or or even an existentialist like Sartre, who who has this. So tell me more about double consciousness. Well, double consciousness is we all have this consciousness of who we are that just comes from being human. We're the person who sees the things we see and does the things we do, and we have a uh, uh, memories of what we've done, and we have some sense of who we are that way. But in addition. Living in a, in a world like we do, we have other people that talk about us and develop concepts of who we are based on information, misinformation, and those feed back into us. We have to deal with both of those concepts, and if we can't make them fit, and I think Du Bois is saying that any African American is going to have a lot of trouble making them fit then we've got this double consciousness.
1: It's going to be particularly striking for African-American consciousness, right? Because on the one hand, especially at the times Du Bois was writing, the african American is are despised to other, right, by this power, powerful group of whites. And then he's got to conceive of himself. Am I American? Am I Negro? Am I of this or not of this? To help us think about that more, Polly Stryker, our roving philosophical reporter, went out and talked to some folks about the concept of double consciousness. She files this report.
2: W.E.B. Du Bois is a name I associate with the Harlem Renaissance and the rise of the black intellectual at the turn of the 20th century. He was the first African American to get a Ph.D. from Harvard and was a founding member of the NAACP. But in light of civil rights leaders like Dr. King and Malcolm X, how relevant is he? I decided to dive into Du Bois' famous work, The Souls of Black Folk. In it, he wondered how blacks living as second-class citizens could ever really know themselves.
3: It's a peculiar sensation, this double consciousness, this sense of always looking at oneself through the eyes of others. One ever feels his two-ness, an American, a Negro, two souls, two thoughts, two unreconciled strivings, two warring ideals in one dark body whose dogged strength alone keeps it from being torn asunder.
2: That's Michelle Elam, Associate Professor of English at Stanford. I asked what Du Bois was trying to tell America in 1903 when he wrote The Souls of Black Folk. African Americans, as uh, he was representing them, were interested
3: in integration, but not assimilation. That passage we read a little bit in Souls of Black Folk talks about that he doesn't want to bleach his Negro soul in a flood of white Americanism, but he also feels that white America has much to teach African Americans and Africa in general. And he's very interested in advancing the sense that The learning goes both ways. One of the things that's fascinating about The Souls of Black Folk is it's really got two audiences. It's certainly writing for his peers, but it also is explicitly geared towards whites, trying to reveal the world behind the veil, trying to give white people an appreciation of what it is like to experience blackness in
2: the country. Du Bois saw higher education as the way up, says Stanford philosophy professor
4: Lanier Anderson. Du Bois thought the social problems faced by... Whites and blacks in the American South are incredibly complex, and that without genuinely broad-minded people on both sides, the grave injustice of the social situation that those people found themselves in was destined to lead to disaster.
2: Anderson says Du Bois was philosophical about the color line.
4: When Du Bois says at the beginning of Souls of Black Folk that the problem of the 20th century is the problem of the color line, he means that not only as a sociologist, he also means to point out that the problem of the color line as it existed interior to the the psychological and moral lives of African American people themselves, they faced in much starker terms a fundamental human problem that we all face about the way that we should reconcile our own individual self-conception with a conception of ourselves that's driven by the society around us.
1: The NAACP said of him in 1934 in an official resolution, uh, he created what never existed before, a Negro intelligentsia.
2: Stanford professor of English Arnold Rampersad.
1: To enter into the intellectual world of black America and race is to enter into a world that is really dominated by Du Bois. There is something in Du Bois for almost um, every aspect of the American condition, where the American condition impinges on the question of race. And America is race. I mean, it's, it's a racial conundrum. It was in 1900. It still is today.
2: For Philosophy Talk, I'm Polly Stryker.